the spotlight. Hear directly from your favorite artists in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight. We talk reality. It is so easy to judge a book by the cover regardless of who the author or publisher is. And in many cases, we are left with making the wrong judgment. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm Steven Bomby right here on Masterclass Radio, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I know it is the 27th day in the month of April 2020. What an exciting time for us to actually say goodbye to winter and spring towards summer. And now we are all self-isolated, self-quarantined, self-indoors. It's like nowhere to go but somewhere to hide. And how you are doing with your hiding spot? <laughs> That's the self-quarantine I'm talking about. <laughs> and today on the spotlight is a recording artist all the way from New Jersey, United States. They go by the name of Black and Happy. Stay with me right here. I'll be right back. The Spotlight. Hear directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight, we talk reality. All right, so welcome back right here. I'm Steven Bomby, and I'm live with Black and Happy. Thank you for joining me. I want you to go ahead, tell me a little bit about you guys. Honestly, we're just a bunch of guys that are uh, love hip hop and just decided to to, to do it. <laughs> That's really it. Just, we just started doing music, and uh, I just started to, I played in a metal band, and then I got out of metal got and, and wanted to do hip hop and just immersed myself in all the writing that I can and teamed up with my best friend who's Morrissey and here we are. <laughs> Trey Mega, face the battle rap. Probably was uh, top five in the area. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Bill Collector from Norristown. Yeah. Well, he, he managed me in my beginning stages. We grew up in town together before battle rap. Kind of got me into battle rap and shit. Uh, since then, I've been on a bunch of platforms. Tried off a URL smack, tried off King of the Dot and all that. Uh, since then, I've just been trying to, um, I did that for about seven years, but since then I'm trying to like expand my musical horizon and shit. And since my brother's group is like lyrically one of the dopest situations I've been in, I feel like it's a good fit, you know what I mean? Right. So we've heard from Hell Chopper, Trey Mager, and we are waiting for Morrissey to join us right here. But while we wait, please go ahead, tell me. I'd like to know more about Black and Happy. The thing, the thing with Black and Happy was always, uh, like, no matter what, even if even if I wrote a solo album, it was always, it was always I always had the group mentality. We're always a group. I always gave all the credit to the group because it's all of our creative energies. That's all. And yeah. So, like, a lot, of the, a lot of our earlier material was a lot of just me on there because yeah. I would just write and go and constantly constantly want to make projects i just had it in my head i want to drop a big stage every two months and that was in my head and that's what i did yeah and just after a while i wanted to i wanted to i went to rap with my friends so that's why i i grabbed my i grabbed morrissey i drug him in he started doing some pro produce producing i got my brother he was engineering and doing a lot of the production in the beginning but a lot of it was just a lot of it was no matter what you know, there has been a lot of misconceptions over the years when it comes to hip-hop rap music, a lot of which have led to that negative stereotype when it comes to hip-hop, especially to black community, as many people believe that hip-hop rap music are meant for college dropout, 
illiterate, uneducated, something like that. You know, disregarding the fact that most rappers do a lot of reading just to come up and have ideas to talk about while creating songs. Over to you, El Chopo, whenever you're ready. How much does reading mean to you? And how much books do you have to read just to come up with ideas to make your own music? Well, part of it comes from, uh, I, uh, I, I used to play in a metal band, so a lot of the things, I, I have a different different view on a lot of things from being in that world and then yeah. coming over to doing hip hop. And I, I do read a lot. I watch a lot of dumbass documentaries. I, I watch a lot of dumbass reality TV because even that gives me a tad bit of inspiration. Like, just, I, I get inspired just by life in general. <laughs> so would you imply that by reading a lot of books has something to do with that intellectual ability for any rapper? Do you believe in that? I guess that's just from part of uh, the hip hop we grew up on. I mean, if you listen to a lot of Tribe back in the day, that was it was... There was there was hints of socialism, but it, there was the fun parts in it too. But there was the social aspects, and and there's just a lot of the I I, I embrace a lot of that old school hip hop. Right. You have to read. You gotta you gotta do your homework on certain things, and, and reading reading does help. Yeah. Like you, you gotta know right. what you're what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up, El Chupo. Now, while we wait for Marise to join us right here, your brand new single, Tina Tana, right here. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It's a perfect. You bad rap with that vocal? It was his song. I just jumped on and played my little, uh, did my little piece. That's all. It's a really funny story about it though. Like I recorded this song for my solo album with a feature on it. Yeah. And then when they were talking about adding me to the group and shit, yeah, we decided to send it to our manager. And our manager just loved it so much and shit. He just listen that was a hit record right there i love the fact that your vocals reminds me of rappers like bone crusher exhibit and a whole lot of others like that that is impressive the spotlight here directly from your favorite artist in calgary alberta canada and across the world the spotlight on 85.5 masterclass radio available on TuneIn. the spotlight 
We talk reality. All right, now welcome back to the spotlight right here. I'm still Stephen Balmy right here, still speaking with Black and Happy. So we've heard from Hell Cooper, Troy Mega, and now joining us lately a little bit is Morrissey. Morrissey, thank you for joining us on the show today. This is the spotlight, and I heard it's your birthday, so happy birthday to you. Now, please go ahead, tell us about yourself. Yes, today is my birthday. I'm another year older, I'm another old man. <laughs> old, another old millennial. Yeah. I remember the days of dial-up. You know, I do a lot of. I like to do a lot of entertainment stuff in general. Like I like to make people happy through entertaining. Like I'm actually working on doing what you're doing right now, starting my own podcast and stuff like that because I really want to get into that. And I just love music in general. I I listen to literally everything. Like I listen to metal, country, rock hip-hop fucking andrea bocelli arias opera all of it and then like i was the drummer for i was the drummer for marcus in the metal band and then he moved up came back and i picked him up from the train station i picked him up from the mecca of black metal like he's up in he's up in the northeast of america he's in like one of the meccas of black metal doing basement shows i pick him up from the train station he's like I want to make a mixtape. I'm like, of metal? Nah, hip hop. You do hip hop? <laughs> yeah, I used to do hip hop back in the day. Eight years yeah. later, <laughs> we have done so many projects, seven different great AJs, latest one out now. It is a miracle that it happened. We all know that, not just because of COVID, but because we gave ourselves a three-week timeline to right. come up with 15 tracks in 54 minutes wow. of content. Uh huh. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> all right, so let's be personal for a second, and I mean individual questions. El Chupo, how would you describe working with this group, the likes of Morrissey, Trey Maker? How would you describe working with them? Being in a group with these two is me, especially this motherfucker, being in a group with these two makes me have to work my work my mind and be like, okay, he's gonna come with this, this person will come with this. So I gotta think, can I outdo these motherfuckers? Yeah. <laughs> so always been a constant uh even with features, even when we get features on our things, we see that the people get on there for features definitely push themselves to write better than wrote before because they know that we don't come in there with with bullshit so exactly for me that's what it is hip hop's far it's it's a constant constant fight with me <laughs> <laughs> so for you El Chopa hip hop is like a spa for Tremega it's not like rap battle cypher freestyle and all that stuff now Morrissey what do you say hip hop as I view it more as I do more of storytelling like because I'm, I, it's one of those things where like, I acknowledge that I am a white rapper, you know, that is something that you do have to take into account. Like, yeah, um, there is, I mean, like, the, you know, y'all are laughing, but you know, there's know. the, uh, I know, you know, I know. it's like, what, what, what's, what's the white boy going to sound like? Is he going to sound like Eminem? Is he going to sound like Limp Bizkit? Is he going to sound like, like, so like, I know my I know my place in the hip hop world. You know I'm not a hood guy. Like I can't rap I can't rap about that. But what do I do know? I know the stories. So I'll tell the stories about it. Like we all relate to the stories. 
And don't let don't let fool you though. He used to battle rap too. <laughs> and I know of the fact that a lot of rappers do read a lot of books. And I stated earlier how it plays that intellectual aspect in any hip hop rap artist or any musician. You know, do you have to read a lot of books or stories just to come up with ideas for your music? A little bit, yeah. No, I do. No, I do. A little bit, yeah. I've done, you know, I throw Greek mythology references in there. You know, I'll do, yeah. I'll throw some Edgar Allan Poe in there, you know, because that's what I know. So that's what I'm going to use, you know. And that's one of the reasons why I love hip hop so much in the first place is like, it's, it always was storytelling. It's like, these are, these are basically, you know, the what's the best way to put it like you know the hood mother goose stories you know if you want to know yeah you want to hear about like hood fairy tales and stuff like that you know these are like the stories of people who had nothing made something of themselves just from spitting making music doing art like what's not to admire about that thank you marise now when you look at the current state of hip-hop music today you know, many people believe that hip-hop is not what it is today than what it was back then. And I mean, the 90s, the 2000s, and even the late 2010s. So, what does modern rap music mean to you? Are you want to take that first? I mean, modern rap music. Modern rap music. Anybody more so you want that? Uh, <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's dope. No. what it is. You gotta say we're older and shit. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, my, my thing is, like, I love the energy. I do. Like, I love the energy of it. I love the flow of it. Like, the beats are always ridiculous. Like, I always love the beats. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, I just, I guess as a lyricist, I just don't think there's a lot of context there. Hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I see how those that are truly fans of it respond. So it's like, I got to respect that too. Yeah. It's like, you know, you see people doing interviews talking about how this is the music that's getting them through the day. I'm like, okay, I understand that. Because I grew up listening to metal. Not a lot of people understand metal either. So. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a lot of a thing with us. It's like, we pay, we're, we're people who pay attention to lyrics yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's a thing. I mean, I, lyrics move. For me personally, lyrics move the song. I, I, I great hand the beat's cool. If you're not saying anything, I lose interest. I, I, it doesn't matter what the beat sounds like to me. That's just me. That could be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just. You, I need, I need the words to mean something. I need, I need the song to mean something at the end of it. Right. I, even if it's a party song, you can still have good words in a party song. Like you just. It's how you go about it. Right. So, would you say that the current state of today's music is not as it is back then? No, I disagree with that, actually. It, it all depends on who you're listening to. Like, clearly, like, that, that the case is true when you look at rappers like The Baby and Son of Fort Vegas who really don't have any lyrical content. But then, on the flip side, you also have J. Coles, you got The Dreamville, you got Bobby and Corday. you know what I mean? They're still doing the traditional hip-hop that we did but it's also on trap beats, you know what I'm saying? It's all about yeah. how, you, how you, it's about how you package it more or less. Right. So I guess that's what, that's kind of our goal is like, we could get on, we could all get on a trap beat and write crazy, crazy deep shit on it, but it's just about how you package it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like Kendrick Lamar did that with Damn. Like, that was pretty darn yeah. close to a lot of trap beats on that album, but it's ridiculous lyrically. Yeah. It's insane. It's like, but that's what I mean. It's like, you can have your musical evolution that is already happening, but it's just like, it's the suggestion that throws some context in there. You know, like, talk yeah. about what you got a lot going on in your life right now. My like, you're probably the mainstream media outlets. You want to hear the yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like there it used to be. There's the bullshit rappers. There are a ton of dope rappers. Right. I respect the fact that it's just guys that are fucking ridiculous that deserve a hell of a fucking shine for what they're doing, and nobody knows about half of them. Like. Right, because it's not selling. Yeah. It's not what's making the money right now, and it's like that's what Jaden Cole talks about in that one uh, that one song that he was doing. He was talking about it's like you know, don't just be a flash in the pan. Like, yeah, you got quick money, but what are you gonna yeah. do two, three years from now when you ain't hot no more? Right. Right. You, yeah, you, you, you really you, you really expect to hear you know a, a trap head rapper come out with an album six years later and have people think that's gonna be fire? Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's it's like you tell me Method Man come out of retirement, he drop a solo album. I'm gonna lose my mind because I want to hear that. That's something yeah. I want to hear. Meth is popping right now. Yeah, a lot of niggas don't know that because he's on the back burner for real for the mainstream. Think he's oh, real. He's dropping. He's mess. Yeah. So how do you feel when you hear so many rappers, many of which don't even worth the hype? They go out there claiming they are the goat. How do you feel or react to that? I believe totally in having confidence in what you do. I believe you should you should walk in the room, you should walk in the, you should walk in the studio and be like, all right, I'm about to kill every motherfucker in here. I believe that's my that's my mentality every time I walk in the booth. Every time I have to sit with these two motherfuckers, but my not to the point where it's yeah, but you have to you have to have that healthy, healthy balance of it. You have to know that okay, I'm about let's say I'm about to walk in a room with a with a, with a fucking Jay Z. No, I'm not going to show Jay Z. I'm going to try my damnedest, but I'm not right. going to Z. I'm not a goat. I know what I am, but I'm not a goat. You need you need a healthy balance. Healthy balance. <laughs> Boy, it is crazy though how so many rappers go out there claiming gold, even though nobody knows them. It's like not, nah, and that's probably it's like the biggest thing that I know people have a problem with with that generation of rapper right now. It's like, nah, dude, you do need to understand that there's a whole generation that came before you that made it possible for you to be a potential goat. You ain't a goat yet. You have the potential to be yeah. a goat, but you ain't one yet. <laughs> exactly, potential. Do you have the potential <laughs> to be the greatest? Thanks yeah. to this individual who is in fact a goat. Now, there's this thing when it comes to tribute and respect, you know, and I'm not saying this out of disrespect or to disrespect anybody, you know, but have you wondered why so many musicians, when they're alive, nobody sings praises, nobody glorifies their music, their work based on what they hear or what they do until they are no longer alive. That is when you hear people singing praises and using hashtag like legends, you know, greatest of all time. Do you believe this is out of respect or the media trying to portray these things to look like that? 
I think part of it's respect. I think part of it's respect. I think part of it's uh, what's the whole thing that nobody remembers you until you're gone. Seriously, it's you know, it it's happens like, to it happens to painter it happens to painters all the time. You know, nobody knew about you until you died, and somebody found you in an auction somewhere. It's like, oh, this is the next best thing. Why why should that be any different yeah. for any of the other art forms? Actors, freaking. Like, how many actors do you appreciate even after they're gone? Like, I appreciate this such and such better than I ever did before, but he's dead now. Like, why should that be different for music? Yeah, right. So that's what it is. Nobody, it's that, it's, it's an old adage, but it's, it's, it's relevant. <laughs> it's relevant all the time. Yeah. Nobody, you, nobody reminds you until you're wrong. And, and, and it's, and it's well, fun. They treat the trash ones that were, that were, they, they, they talk trash about as, uh, when they were alive, they treat them as as ghosts now, and it's it's like I, I I don't know if that should be like a slap in the face sometimes or what. How do you like? How do you go about that? How do you do that? And to me, I felt like it's like a slap in the face. You know, nobody talks about you, nobody glorifies them, nobody talks nice or anything until they are no longer alive. I just see that as a slap in the face. I said, there's guys that are alive that think that. Like, think about like a, a Lupe fiasco, honestly. Like, I think Lupe's a goat. He's got, got a couple albums that are hit, that are, that are miss. But if you look his, at his discography, most of his discography is fucking crazy. Mm. But do you Lupe a goat right now? Is anybody who's been Lupe, like, yo, you're a goat. Like, it, it, it's like you should learn to understand these people. <laughs> While they're around, I mean, give them that now. Why? Why can't they have that now? And by the way, rest in peace to Freddie Gutson, Joe Swall, Kobe Bryant, Nipsey Hussle, and a whole lot of amazing people in our lives that we cannot even mention their name right here. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The spotlight here directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The spotlight on eighty-five point five Masterclass Radio, available on TuneIn. The Spotlight, we talk reality. All right, so welcome back right here. I'm still speaking with Black and Happy right here. We didn't start with where you're from, where you are, what city you are, but let's get to it. What city are you guys rapping from? I know you guys are not in Canada, but how would you describe hip hop in your city? <laughs> we are uh, a complex question. Yeah, that is a very complex question. We are from, uh, I guess you would give it the from- Philadelphia area. Yeah. We're from the Philadelphia area. And in Philly, there is a lot of different hip hop. There is a ton of different sets of hip hop. Like, like in the battle rap world, like that's a big world down in, in Philly. Battle rap is a big thing in Philly. Uh, there's guys like like uh, that are like the old school hip hop guys, and that and the neo soul guys. Yeah, the neo soul guys. Yeah, like the gangsters. It's 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 a it's a melting pot. Of all it really is. Styles. It's great. Yeah, I'm straight. I'm straight Philly boy. Like I live in Jersey now because it's where rent is where rent's cheap. So, <laughs> but um, no, nah, I'm straight Philly boy. But really, like the thing for where the hip hop comes from for me is not just about Philly. It's um, like I didn't. I actually I didn't have as much of an appreciation for hip hop before as I do now, and a lot of that came from making beats for Marcus when we first started out. So I listened to so many different types of hip hop that I all my influence comes from that. Like, you know, everything from 
freaking Fuji's to uh, Wu Tang, Eminem, freaking uh, Method Man, Red Man. Like I think like them, like you know, Kendrick Lamar, J Cole. Like I try to think like them in a sense, and that helps me say what I want to say. So, how would you describe the competition? You know, the competitiveness of hip hop in your city. We definitely come from a city of uh, people who uh, you gotta, yeah, you, you, you had to, yeah. If, the era we grew up with with rapping was you had to be good. Yeah, <laughs> you come with bullshit. You were, you be good. Yep. You had to, you had to have something to you. You couldn't come with crap. Yeah, there was a standard that you were yeah. held at, and if you didn't meet that standard, you can't hang. Like, you know, it's like freaking Robert Johnson. You know. He couldn't hang originally as a guitar player, came back a year and a half later and is a legend. You know, you have to have a standard. <laughs> yeah, There's bro. no real standard right now. I like There's it. no real standard. And Philly is a place where that's true. Philly is a place where you compete with a lot of people. And you have to you have to show about you. You have to show why why are you unique? Why should I take the time out of my day to listen to you? Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. 100%. And that's the thing. It's like Philly is that I, I like city it. anyway. Philly is that city anyway. We're yeah. like, we appreciate hard work and effort as a city. You know, we get shit all the time about our sports fans, but it's like, no, nah, if you suck on the field, we're going to boo you and let you know that you suck. <laughs> Same thing in the music. If it's garbage, we ain't got no problem telling you that that's garbage. Probably, you should probably stop doing that. <laughs> This track, Tenatana, once again. Who produced this track? He's a guy out of Kentucky. His name is uh, Moco Music Works. Yeah, he, wow. did the, he made the beat. Yeah. All right, so before we wrap things up, there is a question that came in right here from a listener. He stated that, does it have to do with race when you guys chose your name, Black and Happy? If so, what is the inspiration behind it? Honestly, no. It had nothing to do. It had nothing to do with that. It literally was just. I thought it sounded like a fun name. I thought I could do a lot with it. I mean, I'm a dude with dreads and stuff. It already fits so well to the persona of everything. It, it just. It, it was just a natural thing. It was it also like, just. 
it also Never. gave us a good excuse at interviews we could be like uh you know who's black and who's they would always ask who's black and who's nappy and they would point to me as the black and they would point to him as the nappy so yeah well that's impressive to know how you guys put the name together that is so artistic now let's look at strength in numbers you know how do you guys work together what is your process of creating your songs and how do you guys get in the studio to put heads and get ideas get it on the bait and produce a song just honestly being like okay who wants this beat or being like okay who wants to go first honestly that's the only really challenge it's like if you don't have a verse i'm sure trey's got a verse so you know what if that's what it is i'll follow wow. if if if, if Trey got a verse, I'm sure the kids got something, or all three of us have something. Okay, who wants to go first? Fuck it, I'll go first. I'm all I'm, I'm, they call me the captain anyway, so I'm gonna go first anyway. Fuck it. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's never, it's never an, it's never an ego thing. Like it's never ego involved in it. It's just seriously, it's like if if out of the three of us, whoever's feeling the beat the most and is like the most excited to spit the verse first, all yours. Set the tone you know freaking kill it and that's the thing it's like usually with some of the songs you know tube's good at setting the tone for the song or trey really is going to be able to light this one up or you know it's something like either laid back or you know one of the songs sounds like a damn horror story so i went first <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all it is. What, makes, what makes sense to the song that's right. what we always that's how we've always approached it what makes sense to the song the song is telling us what it wants, so that's what we're doing. We're listening, and that's what it wants, and that's what it's going to get. All right, so how do you guys actually keep up with your fan base? At the same time, where do you see your crew, Black and Happy, your record label, five years, ten years from now? We appreciate everybody who loves the fucking movement, who loves Black and Abby, who loves Roll Something Records, everybody who comes, came out to shows and showed love and... It's just everything's 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 for the culture, really. Everything we do is for the culture, and we were under. If we're gonna be underground forever, then so fucking be it. At least we we did it our way. <laughs> Absolutely, like it's, I get the opportunity to play in front of people, whether or not that's ten or a thousand. Like I don't I don't care. Like if you're having a good time and this is making you feel better, then I'm doing my job as an artist. So. You know, if that later turns yeah. into 10,000 plus, that would be fucking epic, but it's okay if it's not. <laughs> yeah. So earlier, you mentioned about Rolls and Records. How would you define the relationship between you guys? He's a good guy. He's a great guy. I love working with him. I love working with him. I love doing shows with him. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's got a he's got a great business mind. He's got entrepreneurship in him, definitely. Like he's gonna help me with the podcast if I can get that started soon. Just waiting on the microphone. But like yeah. I'm also gonna be giving back to him in that. Like I wanna use that podcast kinda like a tool to like help people learn this yeah. aspect of this business. Like this rate this interview thing, like it helps if you get some practice in that. Yeah. So that's what I wanna do. I wanna help him do stuff like that. He heard my uh, Ask the Dust project that I had did. Uh, I have I have a series that I that I call uh, my Lifers Movement Dirt Projects, and he heard the uh, Ask the Dust project that I had did, and he really liked a lot of the work that he that was on was on it, and he was just kind of reached out and was like, hey, let me give you a chance. So from there we just linked up, and he's been just the dude like he he's uh he 
he doesn't have us in a box. He just lets us, he lets us do us. So it's like, oh, I have a project I'm going to drop in three days. Oh, okay. Like, it's just... All right. So at this point, I want to say thank you to every one of you and as many of you that take the time to send in your questions. And actually, thanks to Black and Happy for taking time to answer as many questions as quick as possible. Thank you once again for joining me right here. I'm Stephen Balmy. Bye for now and stay safe out there. The Spotlight, hear directly from your favorite artists in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio, available on TuneIn. The Spotlight, we talk reality.